Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Well, we're coming there's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen thank you all for being here i'm just gonna ask the press to step out so we can begin our briefing Thank you, thank you, thank you. President, Mr. President, should your son have defied the subpoena? Did you watch? Did you watch? Did you watch? Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we are coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, toll-free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Let me play for you Katanji Brown Jackson telling Marsha Blackburn... That she cannot give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. You can't. N- not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word "woman" is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition, Senator. In my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition. People make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide, well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. 
Joining us now to discuss and debate, uh, we have uh, Riley Gaines is back with us, 12-time All-American swimmer uh, with five SEC titles, uh, was a successful, very successful swimmer at the University of Kentucky with ambitions to pursue a dental degree. Uh, that postgraduate ambition and her entire life changed when she was forced to share a locker room and compete against the biological man that was Leah Thomas. Uh, they actually had a, a tie in that race, a direct tie. But they decided to give the, quote, win to Leah Thomas. I can't believe it. Uh, her story is unbelievable, but it's changed the the trajectory of her life. Uh, she's been doing an amazing job. She's now with, with Fox. She's a colleague of ours, and we're always honored to have her. Uh, Riley, how are you? Good to talk to you again. Gosh, I'm great, Sean. Thank you so much for having me on. I was so embarrassed. We were at the Patriot Awards, and I turn around, and I'm, I, didn't, I don't think I had my glasses on. People don't know that I can't hear and I can't see, in all seriousness. And, and I finally got a chance to meet you and tell you what a great job that you have done and what courage you have shown under tremendous fire. Uh, and as a relatively young woman, the, the courage you have shown is inspiring, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure your family is very proud of you. Um, and your life has now taken on a whole new, a whole new purpose as a result of this. Let's talk a little bit about your life. No, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, this is never something I felt prepared for. I mean, I would imagine it's a position no one would feel prepared for because who would have ever even imagined that we would be having this conversation? Uh, I, I really, it's kind of funny to me. It's comical when I think about it because, you know, you, you gain credibility and notoriety in a platform with millions of followers for simply saying something so basic, really something that, that everyone knows. I mean, if you took fifth grade science or anything higher, you know. Uh, and it's that men and women are different. Uh, and again, for simply saying that, um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty unfathomable to me that a 23-year-old recent graduate, uh, swimmer, college swimmer, has to go to D.C., go to Capitol Hill, sit in front of Congress and explain to them that men and women are different, and then to sit on the other side of that and have them be confused by this explanation. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty objectively funny. Well, let me let me tell you where I am on all this. And, and by the way, you had I believe it was you that tweeted out or retweeted something about apparently men took the top two podium spots uh, in the women's single speed category at the Illinois State, I, I guess they call it a cyclocross championship. I don't know what they call it. I I'm not familiar with the sport, to be very honest with you. And anyway, so you had two biological men racing in, and winning the top two podium spots. And I'm sorry, as uh, as a father of of kids that were athletic, uh, that just is fundamentally unfair. And I, I, I really look at your case as a great case in point. I don't think people understand what it took for you to become a 12-time All-American swimmer. I don't think people understand what it means that you had five SEC titles. You started, I think he's told me once you started when you were four years old. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, and it's, imp it's an important point to, to bring up because, I mean, the amount of time, the dedication, the sacrifices that you have to make to, to be willing to compete and ultimately be successful at the highest level uh, i mean it's it's impossible to put into words it is a lifelong journey speaking to even just the collegiate level 
I mean, Sean, we were practicing six hours in the water every single day, swimming upwards of 15,000 yards, 10 miles every single day. And there's no break. You know, you're there all summer. You're at school. You're there over Christmas break. You're there over Thanksgiving. You don't get to come home. We got one week off in August each year. But other than that, we were in the water six hours every day. Uh, so the commitment, I mean, it's your... Well, but look, from what age were you in the wa- water six hours a day? I mean, I'm in the water more than like 20 minutes, which I don't swim very often. I'm like a, a prune after like 20 minutes. <laughs> so that was during college. Uh, but even, of course, before that, you know, you're training four hours a day. Uh, you're in a cold pool at five in the morning. Uh, you go to school. You come back. You're in a cold pool again uh, from, you know, whatever time that might be, four to six p.m. You go home. You do your homework. You eat your dinner. Ice your shoulder. Go to bed. Wake up. Do it all again the next day. It's just, you know, I'll actually quote Caitlyn Jenner. Now, I've known Caitlyn for many, many, many years. And uh, I I remember when Caitlyn did the interview with Diane Sawyer, I was talking about it the next day. And I was discussing how I knew Caitlyn when Caitlyn was Bruce Jenner and one of the greatest Olympian athletes of all time. And anyway, we had a long, friendly discussion. We'd always had a very friend, friendly relationship. We do, we still do to this day. We just had a real conversation. I said, Caitlin, if I call you Bruce, you're going to yell at me. And, you know, she started laughing. I mean, with a sense of humor. Then tells me a story about the funniest moment with the interview with Diane Sawyer was, Sean, you're going to love this. I said, what? He goes, guess what shocked Diane Sawyer the most? I said, this whole issue shocked her the most? I don't know what. No, when I told her I was a conservative Republican, I thought she was going to have a heart attack. Pretty funny story. But what, what Caitlin says, now, Caitlin happens to be a great golfer. She can drive the ball at like 285, 90 yards. Amazing athlete. But she said it doesn't matter what the testosterone levels are at 18, 19, or at the collegiate level. I want to know what the testosterone levels were at puberty, because that's where the biological difference is so dramatic. And I thought that was a very interesting take and is very adamant and agrees with you completely that transgender, that people that are born biologically male should not be playing in women's sports and is actually taking a lot of heat from, quote, the trans community for that. What is your reaction to that? Well, I'll just say Caitlin has been uh, a phenomenal ally in this fight. You know, being someone, like you said, who, of course, is is one of the most incredible athletes of all time, not even just of his generation, I mean, of all time. And again, understanding the struggle that comes with gender dysphoria, yet still willing to think independently and, and go against the grain, I'll say, which actually I don't even think really goes against the grain because based off conversations I've had with people in the LGBTQ community. I mean, for example, yesterday I was sat next to, on the plane, a man who said his um, son had transitioned to now becoming his daughter. Uh, he said even his son, well, now his daughter, agrees that this is wrong. You know, being someone who is male, now identifying as a woman, said, look, you know, my, my now daughter just wants to live her best life. Uh, but she can agree that allowing men into women's sports is fundamentally unfair. And that's the whole basis of the argument, right? Uh, we're often deemed, and this is what I heard in Congress again 
last week testifying, you know, were deemed transphobic or bigoted or hateful. But it's it's like, look, there's no hate in my heart. Of course, I, I believe, you know, I believe people with gender dysphoria exist. And of course, I want them to be able to live their lives without fear of discrimination. But it cannot come at the expense of women having to give up their rights. Of course, their rights to equal opportunity, their rights to privacy in locker room settings, uh, their rights to safety. We've seen a lot of injuries take place even as of now so i couldn't be more grateful really for caitlin's voice you know and and the thing is i I just like the intellectual honesty and the lack of a political agenda all right quick break we'll come right back more with riley Gaines on the other side then our buddy ricky medlock from leonard skinner is going to check in put a smile on your face before christmas uh and a little let's just say uh whiskey talk with with uh ricky he's a great guy you'll love him coming up straight ahead I right, continue now with Riley Gaines. Uh, the, the, the thing is, uh, and it doesn't mean that one sex is better than the other sex. It, it, you know, I would argue, and I'd, I'm not even sure how deep I want to go into this because I'm about to go on vacation, and I don't want to really spend the next 10 days uh, having to deal with crap uh, from the left-wing mob media of what I'm saying here, but I, I do believe that, you know, Stating the obvious that there are big differences between men and women should not be controversial. And one of those differences happens to be now my producers are laughing because they're like, you don't really you you want a peaceful vacation. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm being honest. I, want, I don't want to deal with, you know, this left wing radical crap over vacation. I can deal with it the rest of the year, which I have to deal with almost every day. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Riley, I apologize. But, but the reality is, is there are physical differences. It's just a fact. What Caitlin was stating is true. And men are physically, generally, generally I'm speaking, physically stronger than women. That's just a biological fact. Now, there are some very strong women that are much stronger than I am. And I consider myself fairly athletic. I do mixed martial arts. I train every day. And, you know, I, I, I think for an old guy, I'm doing okay. So, but... Uh, when you say that, you know, it makes liberals heads explode just by stating a, a simple truth like that. Generally speaking, men are physically stronger than women. And they and, and when you have tried to speak or out on college campuses and just give your views, you know, you've experienced, you know, all sorts of backlash, uh, including threats of violence against you. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, even recently, my address got leaked. And I've had... Oh, great. You got doxxed? Yes. And it was actually a conservative who released my address. Um, But anyways, I've had people showing up at my house. I've had drones flying above my house. Uh, As you said, especially on college campuses, which seems to be a breeding ground for this vitriol, and I would say contempt for women. Um, I mean, I've been spit on. I've had glass bottles thrown at me, drinks poured on me. I've been punched by men who were wearing dresses, which fortunately for me, their punches don't hurt that bad. Uh, but I've been held for ransom. I mean, it, it's, you know, for... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been held for ransom? Yeah, yeah. And what ha- Tell them uh, what happened. Well, I was there to deliver uh, a speech. Very, I mean, of course, the same premise, same message of, of what I'm here talking to you about, Sean. And um, upon doing that, uh, I was met with protests naturally, which is standard, you know, and that's their right. They have every right to protest me. Um, but after I was, I, I had finished my speech, uh, protesters rushed into the room and they turned off the lights to the room, uh, ambushed me at the front. Uh, that's where I was ultimately punched and assaulted. 
And then they, they locked me in a room for four hours demanding that if I wanted to make it home to see my family safely again, I had to pay them money if I wanted to leave. What happened? Well, uh, the police were present. They were in the room with me. But again, this was San Francisco, so they were also being held for ransom. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at... Whoa, whoa. You're, you're in a locked room being held. They're holding you hostage for ransom. And you have two police officers in the room with you. And they couldn't get enough help for four hours to get you out of that very dangerous, volatile situation. Are you kidding me? No, and really it was like six or eight or so officers in the room. And when I'm asking them, like, can't you do something? Uh, they told me... What, were they armed? They were, uh, but they said they weren't allowed to do anything or else they could lose their jobs because they're not allowed to be seen as anything other than an ally to that community. But keep in mind, this is the same community who on the other side of that door that basically became our prison for four hours... Uh, this is the same community who are calling these officers racist pigs for protecting a white girl like me. Uh, and on and on, again, hours of the most obscene things you could possibly yell at someone. <laughs> they were being being yelled at us. I'm going to give you just friendly advice. Um, when I travel, and I know I'm going to be in a situation that could erupt in something bad happening, uh, I bring the top uh martial artists from my dojo with me and these guys let me tell you something i don't care if there's 20 of them and two of my guys they win every time and those are the people you might want to bring with you you know in the future if the police can't help you i mean that that is insane to me that is by definition insanity uh, I do admire your courage. Uh, by the way, you recently got married. Congratulations. Uh, I think I met your husband at the uh, event. He was a great guy. You did. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he's a British guy who's now living down in the South, and, and he sees how fortunate we are here in America to have the freedoms that we have. Yeah. Well, listen, please be safe, uh, and we wish you all the best as you continue to you know, fight hard on issues you passionately believe in, and I think you're fighting for all these uh, female athletes, and I hope that you get the appreciation you deserve. We wish you all the best. Have a great Christmas, a great New Year's, and all the best from all of us. Well, thank you, Sean, and I will see you soon, I'm sure. Okay, we appreciate it. Riley Gaines, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast exposing the Pelosi party's chaos and corruption all day every day this, this is the Sean Hannity show all right 25 to the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN our number you want to be a part of the program all right Christmas is now upon us just a couple of weeks away time for gift giving and parties and friends and family uh do you want to look your best do you want to get compliments everywhere you go do you want to look years younger well, from now until Christmas, our friends at GenuCell, they are offering the most popular package, and it's better than 70% off. In other words, if you want the best skin care in the world and get rid of, you know, troubling forehead wrinkles and fine lines and skin redness and bags and puffiness under your eyes or a sagging jawline, well, guess what? Their products work. Linda swears by them, uses them every single day. I sure do. And let me tell you something. The compliments that I get, I can't wait to tell them that they can go to GenuCell.com and look just as good as we do over the holidays and every day of next year. And we're going to need it because 2024 is going to be a doozy. I just go to GenuCell.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And by putting my name in, you'll save an additional 10% off your entire order. And if you order today, you are instantly upgraded to free express shipping. That's GenuCell.com slash Sean. All right, it's always a, a, a privilege, a pleasure, and a lot of fun to introduce my good friend from Leonard Skinner, Ricky Medlock, is with us. Here to talk about, now, I don't know, everybody's kind of getting into the whiskey business. I must be missing out. Anyway, they have partnered with Bespoken Spirits, which is a, a visionary craft whiskey maker recognized for their extraordinary achievements. Uh, they have a remarkable collection, over 150 medals with, within a three-year span, which is amazing. And uh, as a matter of fact, to go along with it, they've got their whiskey rock and roll tune. Uh, listen to the, the great Ricky Medlock in action, doing what he does best, playing rock and roll. Well, I'm a whiskey rock and roll. That's what I am. When the whiskey miles traveling, that's all I So they come out with their own brand. It's called Hell House. It's American whiskey, American made, and one of the one of the greatest musicians of all time, one of the greatest bands of all time, with an incredible story, life story, history. Our friend Ricky Medlock. It has been way too long, my friend. How are you? Wow, man, way too long, Sean. How you doing? 
I'm good, my friend. Uh, uh, why didn't you call me? Say, Hannity, I want you in the whiskey business with me. I, my, my, I'm Irish. It would work perfectly. <laughs> hey, man, they came to us, and this whole idea came to us, and we said, sounds like a, sounds like a good idea. Then we went about saying, well, what do we call it? Well, we decided we paid enough dues in Hell House when we used to write songs there and sweat our butts off. And uh, came up with that, decided we'd call it Hell House. It's 90 proof, and it's a good whiskey. I'm telling you, a lot of people are loving it. And uh, I tell I tell everybody, go out, get a bottle of it. If you can't find it in uh, your stores, one that you love to go to, get online, type in hellhousewhiskey.com, and you can grab you a bottle. So I think some of the most fun when we did our Freedom Concerts was hanging out with you guys. By the way. Hanging out with the likes of you and John Rich or some, you got to be on your A game. You better be ready to go down deep into the night, into the morning to hang with you guys. Uh, and, and you certainly know how to have a good time both on stage and off stage. And it is amazing how great, you know, Leonard Skinner has been. And after all the tragedy, all the difficulties, all the challenges that you have faced as a band over the years, and you never sounded any better than you do now. It's amazing. It's a great story of success and a passion that all of you share together. Uh, I'm proud to know all of you. Uh, how's things going? You guys still out on the road? Oh, yeah. Everything is going good, Sean. Uh, we had a great year, us, along with ZZ Top. We uh, aptly named it the Sharp Dress Simple Man Tour. <laughs> I love that. And it went out, I think we did probably somewhere around... 60, 62 shows last this this year. Tragically enough, though, you know, we lost Gary Rossington. I know. I, I loved him. He was awesome. And uh, that really, really just hit all of us, especially, uh, of course, the family. But Johnny and I, it hit us really hard. Uh, I haven't quite settled with it yet, but I'm getting there. And uh, you know what, man? His wishes was to keep the music alive. To keep it going, uh, Johnny and I spoke quite a few times on the phone. We didn't know, should we do this, should we not do it? And then the outcry of the fans uh, came in existence over, you know, Facebook and over, you know, emails and over all the platforms. Please don't let this be the end of it. And uh, so we decided we got it all together. Uh, we got a great guitar player by the name of Damon Johnson, uh, that, that played, had had his own band back in the nineties called Brother Kane, but he played with, uh, Finn Lizzie and Alice Cooper and a bunch of people like that. He's an Alabama boy. He stepped in. Gary gave him his blessings. And, uh, you know what? We continued on and the band is firing on all cylinders right now. It sounds great. The show's great. And I urge everybody, if you see the tour coming around this year, we start back at the very beginning of March. So if you see the tour coming around, we're in the arenas. First of all, come see the band. It's great. And it's, it's one of the greatest shows you'll ever see. And, and the most fun, uh, you'll ever have hanging out with you guys and, and the music endures forever. It really is an amazing, amazing story. I don't know what channel it was on, but they did a biography of the band and, and obviously going back to, to Ronnie Van Zant and the plane crash and, yeah. and how the band regrouped and came back 
and and built back and built back better. Uh, you know, sometimes that you think people in many ways that, well, you can never replace some of these people. You can't replace Gary. You can't replace Johnny. Um, but I will tell you, um, you know, you guys have been able to do something that very few bands can do, and that is endure tragedy after tragedy and keep on kicking, man. And it's uh, I admire all of you for it. I'm grateful for it because the music continues and you know what a fan of music I am. Yeah, and, you know, we never forget, I mean, every night, you know, Johnny lost his oldest brother uh, to the plane crash. You know, Ronnie perished, uh, as did, you know, several other members, Steve Gaines, his sister, Cassie Gaines. And, you know, Gary and, and Alan were pretty busted up, as well as a lot of the other members. But the ones that have gone before us, we never forget them. We have a beautiful uh, tribute during, you, you, you play this during Freebird the last time I saw it anyway. Well, we got a, we've got something else. When people come to see us, we got a tribute up there that's unmatched right now. I mean, on the video wall, it takes you through a walk, walks you through history. And um, like I said, I urge everybody to come see this. Uh, it's, it's great. And as long as we can uh, keep out there and keep playing that music, we're going to be there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Hey, I like to think about it. If the Rolling Stones can do it, we can do it. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea how Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are even standing in between us. I really don't. <laughs> I just, I, you know what? It's pretty remarkable. I'm glad they are standing. I'm glad they're okay. I know they lost their drummer over uh, uh, recently, but... You know, Keith Richards in, in particular, I mean, how that guy is still, you know, alive and well is, a, a, frankly, a medical miracle. But I'm, I'm glad he's still out there rocking and having a good time. One of these days, I'll tell you my theory on Keith. <laughs> I, I, I almost want you to tell me now, but I'm afraid that I might not be able to air it. But go ahead. No, I mean, well, you know, I, I believe that years ago, uh, maybe Keith, you know, passed on and, you know, whatever. And God forgot to tell him. And one of <laughs> God's going, God's going, wait, wait a minute. I forgot to get Keith. <laughs> I, I called him home a long time ago, but here he is. And, but even Mick Jagger, I mean, you know, with his, you know, uh, twitchy moves on stage, the guy doesn't stop moving for an entire show. It's, it's pretty, pretty spectacular. They've always been one of our, I mean, honestly, they've been one of my greatest and favorite bands ever. And, yeah, uh, I love those guys, and I and listen, my admiration for those guys still getting out there and still doing this is just I, I'm amazed, and my admiration for them is over the top. It really is. You know what's interesting? Because I mean, honestly, you come from a genre that we call say Southern rock, and and that would be the Allman Brothers, that would be Charlie Daniels, that would be Marshall Tucker, that would be Leonard Skinner. Um, and it's interesting the influence that the the that blues had on these stones, isn't it? I mean, very very heavy influence. Oh yeah, big time. You know, over in England, you know, the blues artists from over here could never really make a great living, but when they would go to England, they would do incredible because the blues was so well loved over in England and other parts of Europe. So. If you look at the Stones, look at Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin yeah. is another one that just loved the blues. Well, I was raised in a blues environment with my granddaddy Shorty, and uh, that's where I was reared 
between the blues and bluegrass country, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so was Ronnie. So was Gary. Oh. So was Alan. So was Johnny. I mean, um, we were all raised in that kind of uh, environment, and that's where we got our roots from. I kind of got a kick out of it when I saw Johnny in the early years performing. He didn't even have shoes on stage. It cracked me up. Let, let me, I, I, I hate to do this, and you could actually push back and tell me to go pound sand, but um, one of the things that, that we always connected on, too, is your interest in, in what's going on in the world and politics and the issues of the day. And, you know, I'm just wondering, where's your head at today? Because I don't think things have been this screwed up my entire career. Well, to be honest with you, Sean, I'm so involved in getting this band back out on the road and doing my own life. Like, you know, I really don't want to get this one thing that I don't do anymore is discuss politics and religion, because I find that I get into huge arguments and I don't even like going there. You know what I mean? You know, the one thing that's interesting, because I've always said politics should never be a part of sports. I mean, if you go, for for example, I thought, you know, Colin Kaepernick set sports back a long way because he brought politics into it. And if you go to like a supporting event or you go to a concert, what, what do you have? You have large crowds of people that have a shared passion, be it music or, or a sport, maybe the sports football. And, you know, you have people of all backgrounds, all races, all ages, they're there. They they share the passion of the sport. They share the passion of the music. They share the passion of the team they like. You know, you're high fiving strangers. You're buying beers for strangers. I mean, that's what my experience in the stands have been my entire life. And and then you add politics to it. Then all of a sudden, now now you're dividing all these people and in moments when they can come together. When I go to a concert, I'm not thinking about politics at the concert. I'm I'm liking the music. Uh, and if somebody comes up to me and, you know, wants to engage me or hates my guts, I'm like, oh, I got to deal with this crap now. I don't feel like dealing with this right now. Well, to be honest with you, we, we see at a Leonard Skinner show, we see everybody from all walks of life. And they're having a great time. And I've always said that music is an incredible healer. It heals people. It takes them out of their blues. You forget your troubles. You forget everything for that time period. And boy, wouldn't it be great if you could pipe all that music around the world where it would heal people. It would just be incredible, you know? You know, it's amazing because I'm in TV and I'm in, on radio, obviously, because we're on radio now. But, you know, I've always said that the most powerful form of communication, one of them at least, is absolutely music. Probably movies a close second. And I don't know, because, you know, you could look out in the middle of a song and that song, you know, you see somebody, you know, singing along with you and tears are rolling down their cheeks because it's touching them in a way. Um, you know, the only people crying at a Sean Hannity show is, you know, a liberal that hates my guts that wants to shoot me. <laughs> but, you know, it's not exactly the same. And anyway, let me give you let me give out the website again. It's uh, hellhousewhiskey.com. Check out Leonard Skinner. They're back out on the road in March. Our friend Ricky Medlock, we uh, miss you, my friend. It's been way too long. Look forward to catching up again uh, soon, I hope. You bet, man, and everybody, y'all come see us this year on the uh, Sharp Dress Simple Man Tour. 
right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Loaded up. Uh, we will check in with the very latest as it relates to the impeachment inquiry passed by Republicans yesterday. Uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the Joe Biden bribery and money laundering scandal allegations. Greg Jarrett, Charlie Hurst, J- uh, Jason Chaffetz. Uh, Tommy Laren, Clay Travis, Nikki Haley is on tonight. Will she accept Ron DeSantis' challenge? And our friend Jimmy Fallon will put a smile on your face. All happening 9 Eastern tonight on Fox at DVR. We'll see you tonight. I will not be back here tomorrow. This is my long Christmas vacation. Only if all hell breaks loose will I be back. I I am praying for peace on earth and goodwill towards men for a lot of reasons, but I really do want to thank you, this audience, for all you do for me all year. I can't do this job without your support. I thank you for that. I'm going to meet God and spend time and center myself and come up with the best strategy I possibly can that we can turn this country around in November of 2024, and I hope all of you will join us in this effort. Have a great Christmas great holiday, great new year. God bless all of you, and thank you for making this show possible. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.